I just turned 25 and before my birthday, I started thinking about what I have accomplished in my life so far and what I'd want to accomplish next. To help me determine what I want for the next 10 years of my life, I asked a few people that I admire to write letters to their younger selves to see if I can learn from them. This is how it went. Hey guys, and welcome to A Letter to My Younger Self, a podcast that encourages you to work hard, have good intentions, and most importantly, to trust the process. Choosing a career path can be pretty daunting. Maybe it's because we feel like we have the same three careers to choose from. You know the ones I'm talking about, right? Doctor, teacher, lawyer. Or sometimes it's because we feel like our passions might not be able to bring home the bacon. Today's guest is Winnie Okoth. Winnie Okoth is an international weightlifting champion as well as a fitness trainer. Winnie today will talk to us about her fitness journey as well as our wins and losses in her personal and fitness journey. Welcome to the podcast, Winnie. Thank you, Bosha, for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much it's for coming. Um, about your letter, yeah. you are the only person so far who has written a handwritten letter yeah. and we found it so cute. So is is there a reason you handwrote it as opposed to typing it? Did it feel more personal handwriting the letter? Uh, maybe because I'm too slow at typing, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because I felt like I could actually relate to it mm-hmm. when I'm writing it down. And it just reminded me of the good old days. So that's why I, I wanted to do this personally. Uh, would you do like a daily to-do list? Is that also handwritten or you type it out? I, I rarely do to-do lists. Nah. <laughs> I just go with the flow yeah. and wake up. Because yeah. I handwrite mine and people think I'm crazy. Anyways, you can go ahead and read your letter. Okay, perfect. So a letter to 18-year-old me. Uh, I'd start by saying hi to Minimi. I should probably start by telling you that you're the fittest and strongest woman in Kenya. You're kind of a fitness influencer. Remember when you were a kid and wanted to be an athlete? Well, you did it. You're a professional weightlifter. You have competed in so many competitions and have two medals. You're also a head coach at a very big gym in Nairobi called AlphaFit. Can you believe it? Oh, yeah. And you got into some madness called CrossFit. Anyhow, Minnie, I just wanted to let you know that everything is going to be okay. You're going to travel around the world. You're going to meet amazing people who will invest in you and help you grow. You will have some awesome friends who will be as crazy as you. You will also fall in love and experience so many heartbreaks. You will lose friends. You will feel betrayed and lost. You will doubt yourself. You will be scared of failure. You will want to please everyone around you. I'm here to tell you that it's okay to fail sometimes. It's okay to love. It's okay to experience heartbreak. It's okay to also make mistakes. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to start over again. It's okay to say no. And it's okay to express yourself. Everything you're going through will lead you to a path that will make you grow into a strong, loving, caring, and fun person. So do not regret anything. That's me. (laughs) I have to start by asking, how did it feel Mm -hmm. as you wrote this letter to yourself? I felt, I actually felt so proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I'm happy to be me. Like, you know, yeah, I felt content. <laughs> and in the letter, you didn't specifically reference an age, but now you said it was 18 year old Winnie. Yeah. Why specifically 18 year old Winnie? Because I was so naive. I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't exposed to the world. So I didn't know anything at all. So basically it's you going back to tell her, what exactly that um 
there is so much you don't know yet but don't worry it'll be okay yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so fittest and strongest woman yeah how does it feel to hold such a title to be honest i would let me be very very polite <laughs> please do not it feels, <laughs> it feels really great to mm-hmm. actually accomplish this and the fact that someone would look at me and not think that mm-hmm. makes me really happy but i am very proud like where i'm sat right now i'm very proud of that of that title yeah yeah it's actually very unexpected because also when we had never met before the podcast yeah. so when i was told wow fittest strongest woman i was expecting a huge person like literally huge and when you walked in i was like it's her she can lift all of that that's yeah. amazing yeah. i get that a lot from people so i really try to what i do is i just try to be a little bit humble mm-hmm. so when people talk about like oh the fittest the strongest is supposed to be this and this i don't say anything yeah. i let them see me in action, in action. so that they can see oh wow yeah. she can actually do this that is awesome yeah. so how exactly do they come to that title Yeah. Um are you all called the weights are put and you're like sasa kila mtu anza kuinua whoever will lift the heaviest yeah. is the winner. Yeah so in competitions what usually happen is you lift weights according to your body weight and then they compare that because mm-hmm. it will be unfair for me to lift with someone who is 100 kilo. Yeah so you do it according to body weight. Mm-hmm. So your body weight will determine if you're the strongest. And also if I'm lifting heavier than people who are heavier in weight than me so that makes me stronger than them as well yeah. so it's weight to body ratio mm. yeah how how heavy did you lift so in my clean and jerk i have lifted 100 kilos mm-hmm. and then in my snatch i've done 83 kilos um maybe explain to us what snatch and clean and jerk are okay so snatch is an one of the olympic weightlifting movements where you get to lift the weight from the floor in one motion over your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a snatch. Then a clean and jerk, you get the weight off the floor, rack it on your shoulders, then press it up overhead. So it has two movements in mm-hmm. the clean and jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think now that you've explained it, I can see it in my head. Uh, we've seen them doing it on TV. That's really cool. I actually find this very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, knowing that I can barely lift anything. <laughs> Um so you also say that you're kind of a fitness influencer. Yeah. So what exactly in the in in the fitness world would you say you influence? For example, it could be maybe um healthy eating mm-hmm. or easy DIY exercises. So what exactly is I would say why I say I'm a fitness influencer is the fact that I influence other especially women mm-hmm. in the fact that they are they could be able to lift weight and look just like a woman and not look like a man so that's mm-hmm. one of the thing that I'm also trying to one of the messages that I'm trying to put across and also I'm influencing young people to get into fitness and also see this as, that it can turn to be a career mm-hmm. yeah so those are the major things that I'm actually doing at the moment so I'm also mentoring people into becoming coaches mm-hmm. and also if they want to become athletes and make a living out of it that's what I do So mm. I believe I'm influencing them. Yeah, to yeah. get into it. Yeah. Um when when you say you've always wanted to become an athlete, what sort of athletes did you want to become growing up? When I was a kid, I actually thought of sprinting. Sprinting. Yeah, I used to see Marion Jones 
at the Olympics and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I want to be as fast as her. You've just always wanted to be an athlete, nothing yes. else? Yes, I wanted to be an athlete just like for just for pleasure so that I could get those uniforms, you know, the captain <laughs> uniforms. I <laughs> yeah. wasn't doing it that. I didn't think of winning medals and all that mm-hmm. stuff. When I was a kid, I'd like, I'd want to like have those uniforms, like the Kenyan uniforms and all. Yeah. 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 So, so you've... <laughs> you mentioned one person who it sort of inspired you to get into athletics. Yeah. Do you have any other people? Uh, when I was young, I just used to see, I only knew of Marion Jones, by the way. I yeah. didn't know anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And your parents, have they always been supportive of the whole fitness thing? No. No? no. My dad didn't understand like why I was doing this, why I was leaving the house in my tights and my Reebok <laughs> shoes. And his friends' daughters are leaving the house with like their official wear and all that stuff. It was like, he didn't understand to be honest. Yeah. And my mom was actually very scared because she was like, oh, you're a woman. You shouldn't be lifting weights. It's going to affect your health and future. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to be okay to have kids when you're lifting? So they were not very supportive when I started. How about now? Well, when they started seeing me on magazines and TVs <laughs> and traveling, now is when they're like, oh, that's my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Everyone so wants to switch up when you're doing good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I still love you. I still love you. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Tell me a bit about your family. How many are you guys? Yeah. How many children? Okay. So we are three. Mm-hmm. There's my brother and then there's my sister. My brother is like five years younger than me. Then my sister is like 13 years younger than me. So you're the firstborn. Yes, I'm the firstborn. How is it like being a firstborn? I'm personally a firstborn and there's always this thing that they say firstborns raise the rest of the children. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm like their leader. But the good thing is when I say something, they have to, they have to do yeah, it. They have to follow, yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, being a firstborn is quite challenging, mm-hmm. especially the fact that they look up to you and also the fact that coming from a African family, you're supposed to like take care of your family when you make it you're yeah. supposed to look out for them you're supposed to make sure they they're able to go to school you pay for their school fees make mm-hmm. sure everyone is set so it hasn't been easy being mm-hmm. a firstborn yeah you get like all the responsibility basically you become a parent ah uh, yeah so now how old are the other two so my brother is 25 mm-hmm. and my sister is 17 both in uni or the so my sister actually this is her last year in high school she's mm-hmm. in form four and then my brother just gra- he graduated like three years ago he's working now ah so now you're helping with the fees for both so now my sister oh in high just school. your sister yeah. oh okay that's great I, I believe it's good to help out where you can yeah. so now that you always knew that you were going like you loved fitness and that is what you wanted to do please tell me when you went to uni you did something fitness involved i was forced i was forced (laughs) so when i was in high school Mm -hmm. i was the games captain because i was all rounded like i've been this active kid who's always been running around and trying to do different things so in high school i was the games captain i played basketball i was actually the best in Rift Valley, <laughs> point guard. No one believes that because I'm short. <laughs> but I wish I had that magazine. I was, yeah. um, I used to play basketball. And when I got into uni, I tried joining the basketball team. But unis have a way of not taking in the new guys. They always want to stick with the old ones. So they yeah. didn't give us an opportunity to join the team. So I gave up on that dream. So I just became a regular 
uni girl. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, the course that I went to do in uni forced me to get into fitness. So we did a lot of outdoor things. Like we used to do sports. <coughs> I tried playing rugby, football, which was hard. It was part of my curriculum that I had to take part in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I did that. But I wasn't into fitness. Mm. Yeah, I was just playing because I just I just needed something to do and I wanted to be active. What course was this that you took? It was sports management. Sports management. Yeah. Uh, okay, makes sense. So at what point did you now get into the madness that is CrossFit? <laughs> <laughs> so that I started in 2014. Mm -hmm. I got an, um, uh, an internship at Braeburn Garden Estate. So when I was there, I met my mentor. His name is Nathan Reed. And he was like, hey, would you like to join us for CrossFit? I was like, mm, why not? I've got nothing to lose. So I started training with them. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was very competitive and I'm a very competitive person is how I got into CrossFit. And I was like, wow, I would want to do this. So I also went and did my research watched some of the videos mm -hmm. and was like this is awesome i'd like to be like this people so that's why i kept at it so what well, what exactly is crossfit our crossfit is actually a functional fitness program mm -hmm. so when i say functional fitness it's the type of program that focuses on your daily life movement you know like when you're picking something from the floor that's you doing a deadlift mm -hmm. when you're sitting down in the toilet or in the office that's you squatting so it focuses on those daily movements mm -hmm. and then it's a high intensity program the best part about it is every day the movement constantly vary so you won't come to the gym doing the same thing over and over again mm, so the workouts, yeah so the workouts are different you don't have time to get bored so crossfit is what then led into weightlifting yes uh-huh yeah so i got into crossfit and then so i was still in uni then and in uni we had to go for another internship so i was done with the braeburn internship so i'd gone to parkland sports club now when i was training there when i was mm -hmm. doing my crossfit training one of the guys who worked there who's a friend um he introduced me to the weightlifting team he was like oh i could see you already you know about snatch because of crossfit he was yeah. like would you like to join the kenya team my answer has always been like why not yeah so that's how i got into joining the kenya team he's the one who introduced me to the sport of weightlifting mm. yeah so then after that that is when the medals started coming yes. in yes but it yeah. took a while yeah yes the how many medals do you have so far i have two medals mm -hmm. i have one i have silver and then i have bronze for the african championships uh what are the two competitions so the silver one i got arnold classic africa in south africa mm -hmm. and then the second one is the african championships that was held in nairobi mm. yeah. how is it like training for a weightlifting championship it's very challenging especially without the support of the government mm -hmm. The federation as well it's very challenging because even if you look at the places where we actually train before a competition mm -hmm. it's daunting yeah so i would say it wasn't something that you'd look forward to yeah so you just had to be mentally prepared mm -hmm. there are days I'd, I'd i'd actually leave from Raisambu all the way to kitengela to go train every single day this mm -hmm. is when we were preparing for the tokyo olympic qualifiers so it wasn't it wasn't pleasing at all. Mm -hmm. So you imagine the commute from Rizambo yeah. all the way to Tengela, the traffic. And then again, you have to come back in the evening. Then the next day you have to go. So it wasn't something that I would look forward to. But 
I used to enjoy lifting. Yeah, so, yeah you did that it. I would get my mind off things. How about financially? Does it financially strain an individual, the training process? Yeah, it does. It mm-hmm. does a lot. And if you don't have support from other people, it's hard for you to like stick there and make it through or get good like get good results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically you need a lot of support from people. I know that you personally had to do um crowdfunding. How was your experience with that? Oh, wow, that was amazing. So mm-hmm. many people came through. Mm-hmm. They actually yeah, I got so much money to be able to go to South Africa and compete. And then the other one was also when we were going to Egypt for the Olympic qualifiers. I had people help me like be able to make it for the competition with the funding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people are very supportive of yeah. especially if they see that you're determined and this is something that you have been working so hard towards and it's your dream, they'll always support you. Mm, and apart from the medals, yeah. do you get money? Is money part of the price? I mean, is there any money associated with weightlifting? Yes. So when you travel and uh, you do big international events like the Commonwealth Games, the African um, Championships and also the Olympics, you get paid. The government mm. pays you. Mm. Yeah, they pay you your allowance. But that only happens like every two years or three years. So how you actually, you can make money off this is by coaching mm-hmm. and just finding jobs to do. But as an athlete, really. Really. Yeah. So now how did you then get into becoming a fitness trainer? Well, I, when I started CrossFit, mm-hmm. I was, my mentor traveled and he was like, yo, I need you to take over and coach. Yeah. Again, as I said, I'm the person of why not? <laughs> so I tried it. And when I started coaching and I could see how people are appreciative and progressing, I was like, oh, I think I want to do this. So that's how I got into coaching. Mm. Yeah. So if I want to be coached by you, mm-hmm. what's, what's the process like? Um, so first, We'll have to sit down. Mm-hmm. First off, how do I even reach you oh, <laughs> before okay. we even sit down? <laughs> you can DM me on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So much, so many people DM me on my Instagram, on my socials, also Facebook or email. I've also put my email out there. And also the fact that I'm at Alpha, at AlphaFit, it's easier for people to contact me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once you contact me, I'll have a sit down with you and see if we have chemistry. I'm lying. <laughs> so, I, so I'll sit down with you, find out about you and what is it exactly you want to do. And if that is, if CrossFit is actually what you want to do, because mm-hmm. I don't force people into doing whatever that I, I'm doing. So I find out what you really like to do and then I'll, I'll advise you from there. Mm. Yeah, Because I also do fitness consultancy. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And for that, would you say that is sustainable? You can raise kids you know have a house everything your day-to-day on that yes i didn't think i would but yes i actually bought my first car through that through that yeah so So, it's possible yeah it it seems like it definitely is any interesting person you've trained so far yes Mm -hmm. i have trained so many which one like are they athletes or just standing either (laughs) yeah so i have trained Guys, there are so many. They'll mm-hmm. feel bad if I don't mention all of them. <laughs> you can mention one <laughs> to make it fair. <laughs> so there's this guy I've trained. Um, his name is Ronak. Mm-hmm. I met him in 2014. 
I was the first person who introduced him to CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's worked so hard. He was really huge. He was really big. So he's worked so hard and he's still doing CrossFit up to now. Mm-hmm. He's lost like about 30 kgs. Mm-hmm. He looks amazing. So I think he's the one person that inspires me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I mentioned interesting, I really thought you'd mention Uhuru's daughter. Ah! That, <laughs> that is the response I was really waiting for. <laughs> Anyone who knows me mm-hmm. knows that I celebrate like every single person, yeah. especially people who put in the work. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. As long as I've seen that you've put the effort, I'll always celebrate. Always. Yeah. That's, that's really nice. Maybe I should also get into weightlifting, you know? It, it's like next year, small, small, Wabasha, strongest woman. <laughs> Winnie, know, Winnie, right? why are you laughing? <laughs> no, I shouldn't. By the way, yeah, you do the strongest. <laughs> yeah. We're starting Thursday at 5 a.m. Perfect. I'll be right, waiting we'll be I'll be waiting. Before we continue, I'd like to say a big, big thank you for all the support that you have shown myself and this podcast so far. If you'd like to support this podcast even more, you can do so by clicking this link right here and purchasing one of your favorite letter to my younger self match we have a letter to my younger self journal which has quotes as well as thought-provoking questions that i hope will inspire you on your personal growth journey we also have mugs bags webcam covers and a lot more stuff i will leave a link down below in the description box that you can check this out for yourself now back to the podcast so when it comes to um, the fitness world, mm-hmm. and especially being a weightlifter, yeah. so you might be buff, uh, more buff than the average woman, mm-hmm. and society has its standards on how a lady's body should look like. Yeah. How would you say these standards have affected you personally? I would say at first I used to be worried, mm-hmm. but then you know when you're training, your confidence goes up high. So you get to a point you're just, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that someone who would mention this can't even do half the things you're doing. So I'd ask, like, can you even do this and that? So why would you even comment that? And then you'd also get clients who are coming in and they'll be like, okay, so I want to do this, but I don't want to look like you. Mm. But then I'm like, first of all, are you trying to be an athlete? And then they'll be like, no. So I was like, yeah, so there's no way you're going to, because the amount of work that I have to put in to look like this is a lot. And the discipline. So you just, sometimes you just have to explain to them and make them see reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You also say that it's okay to have, to go through heartbreaks. Mm -hmm. Any of the heartbreaks have anything to do with this? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think the heartbreaks are what? have actually made me stronger no 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 with the what's it called with how the society wants a woman to look like oh that specifically oh yeah i had a boyfriend in uni mm-hmm. and he saw the way i was doing crossfit and he was worried about i'm gonna be buff and all so i dumped him the next day let me ask yeah. could you lift more than him because course, i feel like course, <laughs> this course. was him being like ah, surely, surely. He wasn't even yeah. and he was complaining so i was like i can't that, that so, yeah. was just a man and his fragile ego <laughs> yeah. yeah what about your husband now what does he think about it oh we actually, we actually have this conversation all the time. He's actually excited about it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the major things that also attracted him to me. The fact that when he sees 
this, he sees all the hard work and the effort that I've put in. So he's always supportive. Mm. Yeah. Can you lift more than of him? Of course. <laughs> I can lift. I can definitely lift more than him. And I can scratch my back. He cannot scratch his back. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah period. <laughs> yes. No, that is because he's a bodybuilder mm-hmm. and I'm a crossfitter. Mm-hmm. So bodybuilders, range of motion, they do not have the flexibility. Mm-hmm. So he can't even like do this. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how we compete in the house. I'm like, at least I can scratch my back. <laughs> he cannot. So bodybuilders are bigger, but CrossFit guys are stronger. Yeah. CrossFit are everything. <laughs> they're fitter. They're strong. They're all rounded. Yeah. yeah then they're just strong. Yeah. What other challenges would you say you have faced? Mm. The other thing I'd say in choosing this career, mm-hmm. there've been so many challenges. And uh, yes, people sometimes say they're there, they're, they're there to support you, but sometimes they take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they forget that you know that you're looking up to them. They're supposed to walk you through this journey, but they end up taking advantage of you. So I've gone through ups and downs before I've actually found myself in a place where I can say, no, this is not what I want. And this is what I want. And this is how valuable I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. So especially with my career, when I started, I was okay with whatever was being paid. I was happy. Yeah. You know? Then one day things change and then you're told, okay, you're going to be put part time. Yeah. And remember, I'm the same person who's taking care of my family. So I'm mm-hmm. like, how am I going to survive this? So I ended up looking up for another job. So I was working two jobs at the same time so that I'm able to afford like the lifestyle that I'm yeah. supposed to. Yeah. Because yeah. right now people are struggling with uh, telling people that, no, I deserve this amount of money. Or yeah. no, I'm qualified to be earning this amount of money. Yeah. So it just, it has helped me know how to stand up for myself. What about when it comes to competitions? Because I've had crazy stories about athletes when they go for competitions and of course they reach there, the government has not paid for your accommodation, your food. Do you have any such instances? I think I've drunk strong tea and bread in Australia. Mm -hmm. In Australia, I've left (laughs) Boisambu where there's ugali and (laughs) chicken. Yeah. yeah, it actually happens. There's a time in 2017, we'd gone for the Commonwealth qualifiers and apparently the government person we'd gone with didn't have enough cash for us to be able to even stay in the hotel. So we were kicked out of a five-star hotel. What? We were taken to a motel mm-hmm. and there's no food at the motel, yeah? You're supposed to go and find food outside. So he went. Wait, sorry to cut you off. Did you guys now have to cater your own expenses at the motel? And at the motel, no, they, he paid. Uh-huh. Because it was cheaper, he paid. <laughs> yeah. So he dropped us off at the motel. He went to the supermarket, came back with the bread. And was like, so you guys can make strong tea. So he has bread, have strong tea with bread. What? I cried. What? And yeah. I can imagine... I mean, during weightlifting, you need food. Yeah. <laughs> so for you to be this given This was actually bread. after the competition. Mm-hmm. And you know, the thing is, we were supposed to go home like immediately after the competition. But for some reason, we were still in Australia three days after. Yeah. So it was actually a struggle. So we had to survive with strong tea and bread. What? Mm. That is actually... <laughs> so it happens. You know, you guys see the stories and maybe yeah. you're like, oh, until you experience it. But it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or how about when it comes to like injuries? 
have you had any major injuries when you're weightlifting? Yes. So I've um I've had back issues and this happened when I joined weightlifting and you know when you join a certain sport of fitness you're supposed to understand how to move correctly with the right technique. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that background because some at uh, at some point we were all starting out at the same time so yeah. there's no one to guide you or show you the proper thing to do. So I had cheerleaders who just be like yay keep loading and yeah. get my form was so off so I injured my back. Mm-hmm. So I had like a disc bulge. And this would affect my sciatic nerve all the way down. So I was out for like three months. It has happened twice in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like 2017 and 2018, I had the sciatic. And how's your back? Right now, right it's now? good. Because yeah. I've, um, I've also educated myself on how to take care of myself and how to move properly. I've really invested so much in my knowledge. And I've also just tried to find out from different people what I can do. And also I've gotten international help. You know, so that has really helped me. So now I have knowledge on what to do. I'm even helping other people who have back issues mm-hmm. on how to correct that and have a stronger back. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Sorry about your back. <laughs> I know <laughs> back, okay. back pain. But, but you know, injuries are normal, especially if you, if you're doing sports. Yeah. So that's something that you need to know that even if you get into fitness, at some point you'll get injured because yeah. you push yourself to the limit. But you don't want to get injured because you're doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I know that you are a couple months pregnant right now. Are you still training currently? Yes, mm-hmm. I am, but not as I used to. Mm-hmm. So it depends with how my body feels. Yeah, so if I'm if I feel okay, then I'll train. If I feel like I'm not okay, because sometimes you get those pains, mm-hmm. so I just stop. Mm-hmm. So after the baby is born, will you go back like harm into training? Yeah, that's the plan. Because I want to retain my title. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. My t- so yeah. So I'm planning to go back and train as hard as I can. And also just... Because my dream was to go to the Olympics. But because of COVID. And I had planned. <laughs> I had told people. This was what I told people. Yeah. That once I leave the Olympics, I will come back pregnant. That uh. was the goal. <laughs> so that was in 2020. Yeah. But then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. So the Olympics were moved to 2021. So I just went ahead with the plan. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'll aim for the next Olympics. Because you know it weightlifting. You yeah. don't each. <laughs> keep lifting. Yeah. yeah. So I'm aiming for the next one. Do you feel any pressure to snap back quicker now that you're in fitness? Oh, yes. Yeah. Is that pressure? But I keep getting messages from people <laughs> telling me that, oh, it's not going to be easy. So don't push yourself that hard. Just take your time. Yeah. So I'm planning to do that. It's going to be hard, mm-hmm. but I'm going to plan that and just ease up into it. Yeah. yeah, And not put so much pressure on myself. In your letter, you say that it is okay to fail. Mm. What is one instance where you failed, but you got back up and it was worth it? The first time I did my biggest international competition that was in Australia, the Commonwealth Games. Mm -hmm. And I was there with all these amazing athletes with so much experience. And that was my first time like being in an international competition. And I'd only trained for like three, three years. So when I got there, I was freaking out. I went on stage to lift my weight. I couldn't even see the bar. I fell. I went at the back of the of the platform. And I just started crying mm-hmm. and it was like, I don't think I deserve to be here because I can't even lift like the same as these guys are lifting. Do I really deserve to be in the Kenya team? And then people back home were also supportive. And I'm like, I felt like I was letting guys down. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I think that was my biggest experience as a failure. Yeah. Yeah. How about mistakes? Because we also say it's okay to make mistakes. So what is one mistake that we can learn from? Um, the other mistake, okay, one of the major mistakes that I would say is choosing friends, mm-hmm. having the right people, the right circle around you. So in life, we make that because we don't know, like, we don't know about these people. We just yeah. met them and because we're trying to have them as friends, you don't know about their character. And I'm one person who tries to see the good in everyone. So I am very patient. So I will keep seeing the good. And then one day the switch will just turn mm-hmm. and I won't look back. What is next for Winnie? So right now mm-hmm. I am working on my knowledge as a coach, become the best coach in East Africa mm-hmm. and worldwide as well because I'm not focusing on being an athlete right now. So that's what I want to do. And I also want to help other people become really good at this career as coaches and offer the mm-hmm. best that they can be. Because right now in the market, what I see people offering is something that doesn't appeal to me. People are just doing it for the sake of doing it or they're doing it for the sake of money. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking of the long term. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I want to preach out there so that people can become the best that they can be. Awesome. So we're doing this really cool thing, yeah. like sort of a time capsule. So you wrote your letter to 18-year-old Winnie. Yeah. How old are you right now? I am turning 30 in July. <laughs> 30 in July. So yeah. now we're going to send a message forward to 40-year-old Winnie. Okay, 40. 40-year-old okay. <laughs> Winnie. Yeah. And then um, in 10 years, I will hit you up and I'll be like, hi, Winnie, I have a message for you from the past. And this is what it is. So you're going to look at that camera right there okay. and give future Winnie a message. You can take your time with it. <laughs> hey, you'll probably be having like 10 kids. I'm lying. Your husband <laughs> won't even allow you to have 10 kids. You'll have like two kids. They will be athletes as well. You'll be coaching them. And then you'll be the best coach ever in the world. And you will have your own institution to help other coaches develop in this career. And you'll be sat with Wabosha explaining to her, the 14-year-old <laughs> you. But yeah, don't give up. Keep pushing. You're going to be the best out there. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. If there is one thing that I have learned today is to say more yeses than I do no. Because you never know where that why not will take you. Only if it makes sense. If it makes sense. Don't say yes to everything. (laughs) Everything. Only if it makes sense. So that is it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us on this episode. Remember to work hard, have good intentions, and trust the process. Bye, guys.